This episode is brought to you by Bull Johnson, who is running for Congress in Minnesota's 7th District. If you want to find out more about what Bull is doing and his exciting campaign to give uh, members of that district more choices, go to bulljohnsonforcongress.us. Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, if he was a member of King Arthur's Round Table, his knight's name would be Sir Cumsized Cohen. I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. It's so crazy how, like, knowing circumcised now it sounds okay but man that first time boy did that sound not it didn't sound jewish it sounded just bad hey folks thanks for tuning in is somebody who's not circumcised just cum sized <laughs> wherever you're watching this where <laughs> wherever you are watching us on watching us on listening to us uh we th- <laughs> We thank you, and to all of you, especially to our subscribers, we say, hmm. Ula Vanaka. Ula Vanaka. And wherever you are watching or listening to this, thank you for doing so, and be sure to uh, like, subscribe, comment, all the various things, and if you're subscribing on YouTube, don't just subscribe, hit the bell. We want your phone to explode with notifications. Every single time we go live. And of course, be sure to share this right now on any social media you have. Give the gift of muddied waters today. Kids love it. Kids love it. But do you know what kids don't love? Student loan debt. That's fair. That's fair. But thankfully, Joe Biden has a plan to make it much, much worse. Have a temporary pocket of relief just in time for the elections, but then make it much worse. Totally unlike what government does with literally everything. Joe Biden is expected, uh, has not done so as of when this is being recorded, but it's likely that it will have happened by the time you're seeing it. Uh, So we're just going to go ahead and say Joe Biden has announced uh, uh, very recently uh, that he has uh, 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 forgiving student loan debts on the first $10,000 of any student loan debt, as well as extending the pause uh, until at least after the November elections. I wonder why that's the date that he's picking. By the way, that pause is never ending. That will never... There. This is the ultimate can kicking down the road. The, uh, I don't think it's going to end. I think if this it is, pause it's not will, be for quite some time. This pause will end, really? but it'll, okay. it'll be in 2025. Um, yeah. I, and I, I, I think Joe Biden's going to push this down the line uh, as far as he can. Uh, yeah. So that way he can say, well, I did what I could to help you guys with your student loan. Mm-hmm. Um. But he's not bringing it back during a recession, and we're we're <laughs> entering a pretty deep recession. He's not bringing back student loan, which is weird because he won't admit that. <laughs> yeah, he won't admit that. He, he won't, won't admit, admit we're, in a, we're in a he, he won't admit we're in a recession. You're saying he'll say, "I remember back when my parents were figuring out which bills to pay or not pay." Like he really remembers that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I remember when they were 
when they you are deciding what bills to pay and what bills not to pay. And that's why I'm doing all the stuff I'm doing now. But also, our inflation isn't that bad and our economy's doing great. Well, which which yeah. is it? Gas prices are down to dollar seventy two. Yeah. After being up like three bucks. <laughs> but also, real quick, also uh yeah, when uh your parents are making those decisions, that was during the depression. <laughs> So, why are you seeing parallels here? You're gonna get the question asked. You're gonna get fact checked for that statement and be like, Joe Biden's parent. Joe Biden was not alive during the depression. Well, wait. When Joe Biden? He's seven. He's seventy nine. So he, off? yeah. So he was born in like nineteen. Uh, maybe he was alive during. The oh, forty two. Wow. Forty two. Yeah. Okay. Forty two. Wow. Okay. So I'm way off. So it wasn't during the depression. That was during. That was the end of World War II. The late forties. So I'm now wondering if you really ever, if that ever, ever happened. But regardless, you can't say the economy's going gangbusters and also say that I get that everyone is figuring out what bills they can pay. It's one or the other. This is not, this is right. It's either going well or it's not. Uh, So so we're we're talking about student loan debt forgiveness on the first ten thousand dollars. Now, just to make it clear, this is not forgiveness. No, forgiveness is when someone who lends you money says you don't have to pay them back, or pay them back that amount, or whatever it is. A forget that's a forgiveness. Right. This is the government paying that debt to the lenders. And then charging you in the form of taxes, debt, and inflation due to monetary creation to finance that debt that was created. You know, everything the government has done on everything. More taxes, more debt, which means future taxes, and more inflation due to the monetary creation to finance that debt. This is not, it's just transferring the debt from college uh, students, or, or actually people that graduated from college, to people mostly who didn't. Yeah. So you now have plumbers and factory workers, or to people who paid it business off. owners, or people who paid it off, who are subsidizing multi-billion-dollar university systems. So to put this in perspective, Harvard has a $42 billion endowment. That's They got $42 billion of cash and liquid, relatively liquid assets, investments. That doesn't include like the property they own and stuff like that. They're, they're, they're non-fungible. Co- this is just, just their stuff they have. Like, or this is just their, like their money and their investments, like they're at that forty-two billion dollars. That's larger than Afghanistan, incidentally. Uh, the Yale has a thirty-one billion dollar uh, 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 endowment, and many other hosp- uh, many other uh, uh, hospital systems as well. But university systems have multi-billion-dollar or multi-hundred-million-dollar endowments, and you've got people who uh, now get to meet the 87,000 new IRS agents who are going to be auditing their Etsy accounts to pay for this. Uh, 
it, it, it is incredible to me that we're even so this is a textbook example of pandering to people who don't understand economics and because they don't ec understand economics you are setting them up knowingly for a future for a rope-a-dope where they will be victimized even further by the very thing you th claimed you were saving them from and all along they will clap and cheer because they have no idea the very easy to explain process of what's happening here so speaking of um pandering to people who don't understand economics uh of that 42 billion that harvard was getting yeah we can all take solace in the fact that they were giving four hundred thousand to liz warren to teach one class um <sighs> thinking thinking incorrectly that she was a native american <laughs> right and also that she understood economics um yeah but I, so uh, this is going to be complete sidebar but i was thinking about this earlier uh today because like you said you know uh the eighty-seven thousand new irs agents that are going to be monitoring etsy accounts and going to be monitoring your venmos and shit like that today literally today uh super fan sarah andreg uh needed to pay for something but she doesn't have an atm for her bank and she did not want to pay the fee to pull out the money so she transferred it to me through zelle and it was over six hundred dollars i'm probably going to get taxed for Ooh. that yep and it's like wow you should just pay you should just paid the two bucks but thankfully someone who went to a liberal arts college to get a degree that almost certainly uh or in many cases did not factor in marketable skills whatsoever None. uh will have that uh debt uh at least partially subsidized which again only subsidizes the it, two two groups here uh get subsidized the lender and the university the only thing because the real problem here is that tuitions cost too much and lenders are making bank on bad loans that they know aren't going to get paid off. If you pay those loans off, you are incentivizing the lenders to keep giving bad loans and the uh, universities to increase their tuition rates. There is a very simple way to fix but the student loan problem. Go ahead. So before before we get to that, and I think I know where you're going with that, the way that we yeah. got to where we are on student loans is back in the 1990s or the late 1900s, as Gen Z calls it, and I hate them. Um, <laughs> how dare you, Gen Z? Because <laughs> they weren't even alive then. They, they weren't even alive. Yeah, then. they weren't around. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, back in the 1990s, student loans were they were government uh, they were government loans. But what a lot of people were doing is they were getting their uh, degrees. Doctors were doing this especially as they were getting their degrees, and then they would just declare bankruptcy, and they'd write off the loan, and it just go away. So in the early 2000s, Congress got together and they said, "Hey, we need to stop this from happening because it's costing us a lot of money." How do we do that? And some, some upstart 
some upstart from Delaware uh, who had been in office since like 1970 something said, hey, how about we make it where you can't write these off on your uh, on your bankruptcies? And it yeah. passed. I remember back then, uh, a lot of my friends were going to school at George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia. And they yeah. said that tuitions were just climbing exponentially year after year after this was passed. It was just, it passed, it was signed, it went through. And year after year, tuitions just started raising, going higher and higher. And that was because the schools knew that there was no way they weren't going to get that money. It was going to be paid or it was going to be backed by the federal government. They knew one of those two things. So schools started going, okay, let's spend all we can. And to do that, we will raise tuition rates because they can't write these things off. So tuition rates just started exponentially going higher and higher and higher. And people just were like, okay, well, you need a college education to get by. You need a college education to get by. I will point to you two examples, one of whom has a college education and the other one who does not. And the one who has a college education is on the left side of your screen and he makes less than, uh, or if you're listening, the one talking right now, uh, he makes less than a hundred grand a year. The other one retired three years ago. And then decided to start working harder. I don't understand that part for no money. But um, I guess that makes me the smarter one. Uh, But college education does not, is not a meter of success. No. When they took a poll, uh, something like 58%, 59% of people in college believed that when they got out, they were going to start out with a job making $105,000 a year. When in all actuality, yeah, yeah. you are going to come out and you probably start right around that $50,000 a year mark. But you are going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars at this point in order to get $50,000 a year in salary. Yeah. I, I remember being 15, 16 years old and I was watching these ads with uh, Zach and Screech from Saved by the Bell, who were explaining uh, why you should go to college. This was on, like, I don't know, Saturday morning TV or... No, I guess I, this would have been early teens, so I'm not sure what I was watching. But Zach and Screech, you know, the people I grew up with... You were watching uh, Saved by the Bell in college kids. years, weren't you? When they were in prime time. Oh, you know what? I might have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Saved by the Bell when they went to the beach... For a while there, they were at the. Beach that was still Saturday. Night. That was still Saturday morning. Was that still Saved by the Bell? That was still Saved by the Bell. Yeah, that was still Saved by the Bell. Okay, well, that was when rate. he met Leah Remini. And Leah Remini was his girlfriend yes! for yes, a Leah Remini, and she and she kept him away from Scientology. No, she tried to get him to join Scientology back then. Um, so anyway, so I'm watching this, and they're explaining. They're they're even showing charts, and they're saying, you know, if you go, uh, if you're, you know, uh, if you don't go to college, you're going to make this much on average but if you do go to college you make this much and i remember looking at that and thinking yeah but you have to take four to eight years of your potentially productive working years off and you have to pay for that and i didn't do the math on if you come ahead there but i thought 
And again, this was me at 12, 13, something like that. And I thought maybe it was younger, but I think it was, I think it was early teens, uh, you know, late tweens or whatever. And I thought, I'm guessing that unless you're like going to be a doctor or lawyer or something like that, that this isn't going to work, that this actually isn't a good, a good thing to, uh, to, to pursue. And so I just, I ruled it out quickly. I, that's why I started my business. Now, not everyone is going to start a business. Uh, and that's fine at 13 uh, but the reality is at at what at 13 well i didn't start a business at 13 i started at 16 you saw zach and screech talking about college and you're like no i'm starting my business now let me learn how to code i'm starting a business <laughs> now i'm now i'm starting one right now this is now the spike cohen company we'll figure out what we're doing in about three years but i'm starting the company right now so i i i you know, I couldn't have been the only one seeing that scam, but the problem was the way they sold it, especially to our generation, was trusted figures telling you that this was all going to work out. And little did we know that they were going to take away the one thing that actually could uh, uh, hold lender bad lenders accountable, which is being able to discharge it with bankruptcy. Yep. And so they get rid of that ability so that lenders now have no negative feedback mechanism on you know if you don't pay it then they're guaranteed by the government thanks to Obamacare and uh, which why would Obamacare have anything to do with that but that is what happened so now it's already underwritten by the federal government just like your garbage mortgages are and uh, and so now that's you know that problem has been created and so now there is no mechanism there is no equilibrium there's no potential negative feedback there's nothing that stops universities from charging whatever they want for tuition and lenders just giving out whatever loans they want to whoever they want regardless of any perceived ability to pay back and this this move which will not be the last time they do this this will just lead to more uh future um future forgivenesses or or taxpayer bailouts and uh and more future um uh uh, pauses on payment uh which ultimately are just going to continue to make the problem worse until eventually what i think is going to happen is the government one day is just going to step in and say universal college any college you want to go to and if you think that if you don't like the uh, the government-run primary education system, wait till you see them take over colleges. And by that I mean, wait till you see America not become not no longer be the number one place for higher education, because the United States, prior to the Federal Department of Education, was the number one uh, education system in the world. And since then. And trillions of dollars that have been spent through the federalization of the education system. We're now what twenty fourth, twenty fifth, something like that. Yeah. It's, so, it, it, it's wait been till a our colleges decline. are like that too. Yeah. Wait till our colleges are like that too, and cost more than they do now. Yeah, it's one. Of, it's one of those things. I still have student loan debt, uh, and I am of the. Yeah, take the money absolutely take the money like i don't think that it is unprincipled for you to say no i'm not going to take that money and i'm going to pay the extra ten thousand because you're paying the government ten thousand dollars at that point oh no (laughs) if it's available take it yeah but what what is going to happen is he's going to give the ten thousand and and pause the uh 
pause the debt, re, uh, the repayment until after the election. And then he's going to pause the repayment later. He's going to pause the repayment later and he's going to keep kicking that can down the road, like we said, uh, until 2020, until whoever's the next president. But if I was him, if he's actually running for reelection or he wants the Democrats to win in 2024 before the election, just forgive student loan debt. And basically you're just waving the white flag to the people who have student loan debt and be like, we gave you, we got rid of your student loans, vote for us. And he will try to entice people in that way. Similar to how Nixon right before the 1972 election uh, made it where 18 year olders could vote and then said, Hey, come vote for me. I'll get us out of Vietnam. So you won't yep. be drafted. It's going to be the same type of mentality. To be fair, I predicted Trump would do this with weed and I was wrong. But with yes. with this $10,000 uh, forgiveness that will probably be signed by the time you see this episode, yep. I believe that this is what he's going to do. He's going to hold on to that nugget until closer to the 2024 election. So that way he can say... Look what we did for you. We got rid of the debt. You don't have to worry about it anymore. And so many people will be out there. They got rid of the debt. You know how much more I can afford? Without thinking about the massive effect that this will have on inflation, on debt spending, on everything else in our economy. Because uh, what is it? Um, Something is... It's stupid high. It's like seven. It's like four trillion dollars. Is it out in student loan debt right now? It's many trillion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember what the exact number is, but that would be one of the largest spending packages ever, and it would be done with the sign of a pen. Like I don't even think that needs to be voted on. I think he just could sign it saying, "Nope, we no longer accept these debts." Yep. Over done those debts need done. those debts need to be consolidated so they will pay off those debts and then in order to get that money they will start taxing everybody more which means the people who went to trade schools that only paid a couple hundred bucks a couple thousand bucks i don't know what trade schools cost i'm sorry um yeah they who have paid paid off been making good money they're going to start getting taxed more to pay for people who are working at starbucks uh, with their liberal arts degrees who can't get jobs uh, working anywhere else because nobody actually needs somebody with that degree. Before yep. they started saying you can't, uh, before they started saying that you can't uh, declare student loans on bankruptcies, people were going to school for typically legitimate reasons. Uh, you know, you'd get your English, you get your English majors and you, those people, you know, you don't really do anything with that degree either, but you'd get your communications, which is basically your general ed. So that way you say, I have a college degree and okay, great. Or you got people who are going for business or you got people who are going to law school. You got people were going for things that could get them jobs. After they started uh, doing the bankruptcy, schools started pushing the liberal arts degrees. They started pushing all of those degrees because they figured people would be enticed to come in to learn about something that interested them when they were 18 years old. And they could say, now you're an expert in this field. Good job. Go out, find a job. 
and people couldn't. Yep, exactly. But they couldn't declare it on on a bankruptcy, so they were stuck with that debt forever. And that is what has happened over the course of all time. And now they just push trash degrees. And another uh, negative thing was you had the for-profit uh, colleges start coming out saying, yeah, we'll give you an education, we'll give you a degree, and it's just as good as any other degree because 27% of people in America have a degree, so you may as well have a degree because that'll put you up above 73% of America when looking yeah. for a job. And people start going, okay, well, I'll go to these colleges because it seems, you know, it's much more advantageous for us. And you start going to them, and then all of a sudden – you realize your degree is worthless. You're still tied in to that degree, uh, to that loan, and you can't get it back because Joe Biden in the early 2000s said, let's just make it where they can't declare student loans uh, on their bankruptcy. Yep. And then to turn around with the hubris that he has to say, I'm going to get rid of student loan debt. Dick, you are the reason the student loan debt is where it is. Exactly. Exactly. It's an absolute nightmare. And it actually, I'm, I'm looking back at this. He started this in the 1970s. So the uh, he, at the same time, was loosening loan eligibility. It started in the 1970s, loosening loan eligibility requirements and tightening the bankruptcy requirements. So you've got, you know, make it so the lenders can lend out whatever they want, but make sure the students have to pay it off. Uh, and again, we're talking about 17, 18-year-old kids who are often making these decisions. We're saying that they're not old enough to drink. They're, in many cases now, not well, they're not old enough to smoke. Uh, in some states, they're not even old enough to have sex yet. In California, you're not legally allowed to have sex until you're 18, but you can start taking making student loan decisions before that. Really? We decide that they they're not allowed in to. In California, uh, they're not al- in California. 18. Asia Argento up. got in trouble with having sex with a 17 year old. Yeah. So, uh, who was like weeks or months away from being 18? But anyway, all that to say. Uh, you're many years away from being trustworthy enough to rent a car for a matter of days, but you can make a life altering five or six, potentially six figure financial decision for your future. And there's no way the lenders are going to be predatory at all, especially after they've been using Zach and Screech from Saved by the Bell to tell you that you need to do this to begin with. So, and if the, you're the listening to, to this Screech, stuff is simple. If you're listening to Screech on your financial decisions. He was the only Jew on the show. I just want to be clear about that. Well, yeah, but. We didn't know he was going to have all those problems (laughs) afterwards, okay? (laughs) All right? We didn't know that. We didn't know that. We did not know that. That's true. Yeah, we didn't know. Okay, there are are Jewish outliers, okay? (laughs) But generally speaking... They, they, if a Jew gives you financial advice, you know, they were back, it's probably good. NBC was back in a horse, and they picked the right one. But like, I would have bet on that one. That's fair. Yeah, that was you know. I mean, listen, it is you know his name's got di- his name had diamond in it. But rest in peace, by the way. The man's dead now. But they, they, he had <laughs> his name had diamond. Dustin Diamond. 
You're not going to trust Dustin Diamond? For financial advice? What's your name? Diamond. Oh, well, then I guess I can't trust you. Because you come from a family that knows money so well that they're named after diamonds. Wow. So you weren't lying about California. That's insane. The age of consent refers to the legal age at which a person must be in order to legally engage in sexual intercourse. It, mm -hmm. This law applies to all genders without exception. It is legal for anyone over the age of 18 to have sex with a minor. 18. So if you're 18, 18. and 17, you're going to jail. Law broken. If you're 17 and law 17, broken. the way this is written, the law is broken. Yes, but I, I think they have prosecut prosecutorial discretion there. But a 17-year-old sending a picture of their stuff to another 17-year-old? Child pornography. Yeah. That's in most states. Tried right? as an adult because of minimum, uh, because of their laws, their sentencing laws. Tried as an adult for sharing themselves as child porn and because they're so vulnerable as a child to themselves and we must because it's such a serious crime try this vulnerable child whose sexual images should never be as an adult try him as an adult yeah so anyway you're gonna um, be tried for as an adult for child pornography as an adult for your own for your child porn of yourself. Of yourself. There is not a single part of that that makes sense. And meanwhile, I'm not saying that teens should be out here, you know, snapshotting their, uh, Snapchatting their junk or anything like that. I'm no. not, th that's not good. And one of the reasons you shouldn't do it is because it'll land you in jail for child porn as an adult, even though they're saying you're a child. You, you, this is, this is like, you know, um, uh, this is like the ego versus the id thing. You, the adult are guilty of sharing images of you, the child, at the same time. Can you... So, anyway, real, uh, real, could you imagine... This episode is now about child <laughs> porn laws in California. Could you imagine how terrified you would be <laughs> if the Senate put together a bill called the Student Loan Forgiveness... Student Loan Debt Forgiveness Act? I'd run for the hills. I... I wouldn't even know what to expect from it. It would probably be about child porn, but uh... <laughs> we're going to forgive your loans by throwing you in prison because we're pretty sure that you once uh, did something sexual as a child and allowed yourself as an adult to do you, the adult allowed you, the child to of, do, like of the exact same age of the, the, the same moment that you I became two people, the victimized child who were also throwing in jail, the victimized child who was trafficked for pornography purposes, but you also in that very moment were also the predatory adult who was <laughs> victimizing this child who is you, who was victimizing you, the child. Oh my this God. is mandated uh, uh, multiple personality syndrome or whatever they call it now <laughs> like it is it is an actual like, you, identity we disorder. have legally determined you to be two different beings both of which are in serious trouble 
Um, gosh. So yeah, no, this is an absolute well, the nightmare. Vi- the victim and, uh, isn't it's going in to make trouble. things worse. The victim's not in trouble. It's the yeah, of course. The victim's not in trouble. The adult is in trouble. The victim's just going with the person who victimized the victim. Well, you know, sometimes you got to crack an omelet to uh, crack an egg to make omelets, right? No, I mean, uh, so so there's an, an inherent, in, ex, implicit acknowledgement in this case. Where the, I can't believe we're still talking about where the the victimized child is. Like they know this is all, this child's also going to jail for many years, but that's what you got to do to stop sex trafficking. It's it's just it's like it's the most absurd. Stu- now, some other actual adult doing this, yes, yes. Now a crime's been committed. Yes, someone doing it themselves. Like I mean, folks, thanks so much for tuning into this. Uh, hard turn episode of uh of of the muddy waters of freedom that we had there uh be sure to tune in later this week this weekend we are having one more episode and i know what you're thinking i don't think you have an ep three episodes a week i think you only have two well we do have a third one but only if you're a subscriber what are we going to talk about <laughs> what are we not going to talk about am i right huh Anyway, go to anchor.fm slash muddywater slash subscribe to become a subscriber today. That allows you to get access to our weekly subscribers-only episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Every single weekend, you will get that. It also gives you access to an ad-free listening experience on all of the podcasting platforms, all of your favorite platforms, including Anchor and Spotify. It also gives you a members-only discount to the Muddy Waters Media Store, as well as some of our participating vendors. And all of this for the price of $10 per month. That is nothing. It is a nuisance fee. And you get all of that for only $10 a month. Anchor.fm slash Muddy Waters slash subscribe. If you are a subscriber... We will see you in just a couple days. And if you're not a subscriber, we will see you next week. Folks, we love you. And where we're going, we don't need roads.